Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. So good to see all of you here today. We have lots of familiar faces. We have those who are visiting. Well, this is a hospital. You can drop in here anytime. It is a uh, place of healing. It's also a home for so many of us. The footprint of this church is incredible as we hear reports from all over how the Lord has blessed us. Good to see some special friends of Jim and Kathy. Brother Jerry, you and your family are welcome here today. Thank you for being here. They have a ministry to people who've gone through the sting of losing a child, Wayne, Louise, uh, we're all in a uh, club, we don't want anybody else to join. Thank you all for your ministry. Thank you for being here today as Jim's guest. Chapter 16 of John is where we are in today as we lead up to Easter Sunday celebration. Talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer, life's game changer. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit is the game changer. We ought to be pressing in every day for a more intimate knowledge and walk, fellowship, relationship with the Spirit of God. Father, we commit this word to you. It is your word. You breathed it. You preserved it. We ask you for your anointing on it today, that we may receive it. Open our hearts to receive your mighty and holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. The occasion was Jesus was in the last several hours of his life before the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection. And uh, he had begun to tell his closest associates, his disciples, that he was, uh, it was time for him to go, that he had completed that part of what the Father had called him to do. And they were brokenhearted. Let's look at chapter 16 of John, and uh, let's look at verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things that he's leaving, sorrow has filled your heart. Can you imagine that? They placed their hopes and dreams and belief that finally the Messiah awaited for hundreds and hundreds of years was in their midst, and that he was going to establish a mighty kingdom. It wasn't what they thought it was going to look like. When he said he was leaving, they were heartbroken. Nevertheless, I want you to look at verse 7 and center on it. Nevertheless, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do, if I do not go away, the helper, the parakletos, the comforter, the encourager, the one who is called alongside to live in you and with you and help you, he will not come to you unless I go away. But if I but if I depart, I will send him 
to you. Now let's turn a page back there to chapter 14. Jesus said it is to I want everybody to say this with me. The Holy Spirit is my supernatural advantage. Nothing can overcome me because the Lord Jesus has already paid the price, risen again, and is seated at the throne, and the Holy Spirit is the administrator of all the benefits that the Son gave me. See, we're reading a will today. It's called a testament. You ever thought about that? A testament is a legal document. And your Lord has left you a legal document. There's an old section of that document and a new section of that document. And the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into recognizing what that means and what it means to us. And He is Christ in us. Let's take a look here in chapter 14, and I want to remind you of something extremely important. Verse 16, I will pray the Father, Jesus speaking here, and he will give you another helper. Now, that word, another, there, is in the Greek, it means another of the same kind. You know what Jesus is saying here? What he's saying here is, I'm going to give you another who's just like me. He's of the same kind. There are people throughout history who said, well, you know, I, 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 I love God the Father and I love Christ the Son, but the Holy Spirit, now he, 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 he spooks me, I, he scares me. That is a deception of the devil. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Same kindness, same love, same grace. Their offices are different, but their person is of the same character. I will give you another just like me, a helper, a comfort. The, the word parakletos there means somebody to help you, to encourage you, to counsel you, to teach you, to guide you, to assist you. C can I tell you something? Don't ever forget the Holy Spirit is for you. He is your supernatural advantage as you live out this life. Not to be resisted, not to be feared, but someone to embrace as your special guide and friend called alongside to assist you. He is your supernatural advantage. Welcome His presence. Seek a more intimate place with the Spirit of God. Notice He says here, He will abide with you forever. He's not going to leave you. Did you know that the rest of your days on earth and in heaven, the Spirit of God is your forever companion? Verse 17, the Spirit of truth. Now, we you go to school on that because over and over and again, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. My, how we need the Spirit of truth. There's so much deception in this world. So much deception. It's unbelievable. The deception that is in, the, in this world. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. It doesn't get it. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him and he dwells with you and will be in you. How many of you know that with all the lies and the deception that is in this world, fueled by the enemy himself, 
How many of you know that there's someone, if you belong to Christ, there's someone on the inside of you who is constantly bearing witness of the truth? Way down deep somewhere, regardless of how confused your mind may become, regardless how compromised your emotions get up and down, there is someone on the inside of you who is telling you the truth. It's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. Be still. Look into the written word and listen to the spoken word by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth. The world doesn't get it. He is your truth teller, your supernatural advantage, just like Jesus, your intimate and present source of the very presence of God. Let's go to verse 26. What is this spirit of truth going to do? But the helper, the comforter, the parakletos, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you. You've got a great teacher living on the inside of you. The Spirit of truth. He knows the answer. The Spirit of truth is living on the inside of you, and if we will listen, He will teach us all things. You say, well, I, you know, Pastor, I know He'll teach me about things as it relates to the Bible and everything, but boy, I need some wisdom. How many of you know that the Spirit of God living on the inside of you should be your source of truth and your guide and your teacher when you go to your office tomorrow? You don't think the Lord, the Spirit of God who knows all things, who is your supernatural advantage, you don't think the Lord knows who you need to call tomorrow? You don't think the Lord knows how to resolve that issue on your desk that keeps you up at night? You don't think the Lord, the Spirit of God, you don't think He will go out there and work on your behalf when you're in trials and tests? You don't think the Spirit of God knows the truth who can assist you in lawsuits? You don't think the Spirit of God who is the Spirit of truth and your teacher and your guide, you don't think you can rely on Him for how to handle a situation in a relationship that is compromised. You don't think that the Spirit of God knows how to get into that delicate situation where you are prone to run over somebody instead of draw them to yourself. You don't think that He's your teacher. The problem is we don't really invite Him into our situations. We try to fix them ourselves. How many of you know, if you're like me, that doesn't get you very far? The Holy Spirit of God, your teacher, the one who lives on the inside of you, but he's not only uh, your teacher and the source. And I, I, look, I want you to look at uh, verse 17. Again, he is the spirit of truth. Now I want you to, to look over one page to John 15, and I want you to see something very important here. Verse 26, I think I put it down wrong. It's verse 26 instead of verse 28. But when the Helper, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. You know the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He will testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring attention to himself. He always testifies of Jesus. 
He always testifies of Jesus, Tommy. That's what the Holy Spirit does. I don't know about you, but I need greater revelation of Jesus every day. Spirit of God, reveal more and more of our Lord to me and to all of us who seek you. All right, now let's look at chapter 16 and let's, let's look at verse 13 for a minute. However, when he, the spirit of truth, are you getting a, a um, are you getting something here that's common, Joe? The spirit of truth, Scott, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. See, the spirit of truth will help us all get out of that confusion and dysphoria. The spirit of truth. Parents, tell your children the truth. Tell your grandchildren the truth. In this crazy, chaotic age in which we live, stay strong in the truth. You don't have to defend the truth. The truth can defend itself. You don't have to make excuses or try to make the truth a whole lot more politically correct. Just speak the truth. The Lord honors that. Tell your children the truth. And uh, there's such a spirit of confusion in this world. And uh, look, as believers, we don't need to be casting stones at those who are confused. We don't need to be casting stones, but we never need to apologize for the truth. Stand in the truth. God will honor the truth. But you know what? The Word says that we've got to speak the truth in love. Love is the atmosphere that the truth works. If you get on a soapbox and try to beat somebody into submission to the truth, That'll never work. Jesus never did that. But if you will speak the truth in love, the Holy Spirit will bless that and use that. And sometimes long after you have ever spoken the truth, the fruit will come from what you deposited in somebody. And never forget that the truth spoken in the Word of God has deep roots. It will bear fruit. It will not return to him void. All right? So we see here that our, the Holy Spirit, our supernatural advantage, advantage, we're going to learn more about him here, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he, you do understand the Holy Spirit's a person, don't you? He will guide you into all the truth. How many of you know that it's not a one-shot-in-your-face kind of deal? We have to be guided into the truth. Sometimes we have to listen carefully to the Holy Spirit to see if we should go down this road or that road. We should hire this person or that person. We should invest in this or that. We, we, we should befriend this one or that one. Every day there are issues that we need the wisdom of God on, and the Word says if we will allow Him, He will guide us. You know what a guide is? It's not a dictator. 
Holy Spirit's not going to beat you up to make you listen. He will be a guide, a teacher, a guide. Remember, his temperament's just like Jesus. He's another of the same kind. Hallelujah. He will guide you into all the truth. How many of you know that we're on a journey? Say it with me. I'm on a journey, and I need guidance from the Spirit of the Lord. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever, listen, whatever he hears, whatever the Holy Spirit hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Well, what is he hearing? Look at verse 14. He will glorify me, Jesus speaking. The Holy Spirit will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you what belongs to Jesus. And look at verse 16. What belongs to Jesus? All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said to you, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Does the Father have any wisdom? Does he have any power? Does he have grace? Does he have patience? Does he have any and every lovely thing that you could ever aspire to? All things that the Father has have been given to the Son, and the Son is going to tell the Holy Spirit what he wants to disclose to you, and that is, you're an heir and a joint heir. The word's very clear in Romans 8. That in Christ you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. I've said this many times. <clears throat> You're not a sub-heir. Your name's on the checkbook. You have a joint account. All that the Father has has been given to the Son, and the Son, by the Spirit, wants to give good gifts to His children. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is our teacher, our guide, the discloser of all the truth. You know the word is very clear, and I love this, Jeremiah, Romans 8, 26. The Holy Spirit is your perfect prayer partner. I love the intercessors of this church. They're the key. Their prayer covering is the key to our success. I guarantee I've never had a doubt about that, and I appreciate their service. I thank you. I thank all of you who met again uh, last Friday with Pastor Jeremiah and Pastor Gene and, and prayed. Thank you. It's the key. But how many of you know you've got the best prayer partner there is, and he lives on the inside of you? I love Romans eight twenty six. Sandra Jones, you know what that says. Well, I'm not going to ask you to speak it, but you, you've, you've read it and understood it a long time, even deeper than me, and that is this. We do not know how to pray as we should. How many of you know you don't know all the right words to say when you pray? Can you identify? I've been there. We don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself bears witness within us with groans and syllables and communication that are too, too deep for the mind to understand. Groaning's too deep for words. But guess what? The Spirit is praying in you even when you don't know what to say. 
when you're so, so burdened or confused or hurt, you don't even know how to put into words what it is that you want to say or feel like you need to say. You've got a prayer partner named the Holy Spirit on the inside of you who will intercede on your behalf. Hallelujah. And the Word says that Jesus, who has ascended and sits at the right hand of the Father, whoever lives to intercede for you, Jesus knows exactly what the Holy Spirit in you, Jesus who is there at the, at the throne of heaven, knows what the Spirit is saying here on the inside of you, and He, he interprets that perfectly, what the Spirit is saying. You may not even know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit knows exactly how to pray. He's a perfect prayer partner. So sometimes maybe you ought to just say, Lord, I have no words. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're praying on the inside of me. And I thank you that the Lord Jesus is hearing your prayer. And I thank you that he who knows the mind of the Spirit intercedes to the Father who then works all things together for my good and his glory. What a partnership, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What an advantage we have. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Are you beginning to see this? The Holy Spirit in the believer is the game changer. You know, Pastor, I couldn't help but notice the verses right before that. Look at them with me, verse 8, chapter 16. Jesus said, and I saved this for last on purpose. Here's another job of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, the people of the world. How many of how many of you are like me? You need to be convicted of sin. I do. But notice why he convicts us of sin. He convict. Hold on one second. He's going to convict of sin and of righteousness and of and of judgment. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin, verse nine. Why would the Holy Spirit convict of sin? Because they do not believe. Do you know that unbelief is the heart of all sin? How ignorant the church has gotten. We, we confess this and that and this and that and ever. We, we're constantly confessing the fruit, but we don't ever get to the root. And how many of you know if, if all you do is pick fruit, it's still going to come back because the root hasn't been addressed and dealt with? Right? The root of all of our sin is unbelief. Would to God that we would forever get that. The root of all my sin is a failure to believe the truth of what God says. The root of all my sin is a failure to lay hold of he who is the truth and believe and operate in what he says is the truth. I've readjusted my prayers over the last few years, and that is, Holy Spirit, reveal where there is any thought, any word, any action that's rooted in unbelief. 
expose anything on the inside of me that I'm not even aware of that is a contradiction or a violation of the, of the truth that is rooted in unbelief, where I really don't believe what you said is true. So many years ago, I had such a great amount of fruit that was coming out from the inside of me that I didn't even know what the root was. I saw the, I saw the fruit, and uh, it was a fear of failure, a fear that I was going to let somebody down or that I wasn't going to be able to, to uh, succeed, which would be way down deep in the root of my inner man. I never saw it for what it was. It was a root of rejection. And having to deal with that was not pretty nor fun. But the Holy Spirit showed me, you know, way down deep, you have this root of rejection and it, it causes you to be on and off. It causes you to be fearful way down deep in your heart. And I, the, I said, well, Lord, what, what is it that I'm afraid of? He said, well, you're afraid that you will fail. You're afraid how people will see you if you fail. Your perception is a failure. And uh, you're, you're afraid that somehow if you fail, you will not be loved and embraced and, and, and like you want to be. And I said, well, what's the issue? And the Lord said, you never truly believed. You don't ever truly have, you have never truly believed how much I loved you. And the Spirit of God led me to 1 John 4. And verse 16 says, for God is love. And then he led me to the 18th verse. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And he said, the reason you've got this deep-rooted fear on the inside of you is because you've never truly believed how much I love you. See, it's a sin to live in fear. And I was living in fear. Never dealt with it. It was rooted in unbelief. Do you believe today? How much God loves you, or you still got those, like your pastor, deep-rooted fears that you need to deal with. That was a turning point in my life and in my ministry. Oh, it wasn't fun. You know, when the mask gets pulled off, it's not fun, is it? Oh, but is it ever healing? Is it ever a wonderful blessing? Does it ever set you free? My Lord, thank you, Lord, for that revelation. Thank you for your grace. The root of our sin is unbelief. So we need to ask the Lord, okay, show me where there's unbelief, a failure to lay hold of something that you say is true. All right, notice what else. He convicts of sin. Notice what else he says, verse 8. He will convict us of righteousness. Uh-oh. You see, Mike, where we failed on that, he didn't say, I'll convict you of unrighteousness. 
He just addressed sin. He didn't say the Holy Spirit's going to tell you how unrighteous you are. I got news for you, and this flies in the face of the devil. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to convict you of righteousness. Remember what he, what he said right after that? He said, because I'm going to the Father and you will see me in the flesh no more. Because when I, was, when I am with you, living and talking and breathing among you, you see righteousness personified. You see it. You live with it. You see it. But I'm going to go to the Father and the Holy Spirit is going to convict. You know what a conviction is? It is the application of truth beyond any shadow of a doubt. Now the world system can get that wrong, but the Holy Spirit never gets it wrong. It is convincing, it is a convincing amount of information, a conviction. The Holy Spirit is going to convict you of righteousness. What does that mean? One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is in you is to show you who you are in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that at the cross, God the Father through His Son Christ took all of your sin and laid them on Christ and took all the righteousness of Christ and put it on you. You ever received the gift of righteousness? Are you still thinking that you're just subpar? You're not really a citizen. You're just trying to be one. Sooner or later, if I could just get myself good enough, I could get there. Some of y'all need to listen to this now. You're real good at listening to the Holy Spirit convict you of sin, but you don't go on and let the Spirit tell you how righteous you are in His sight in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 tells us that in Christ, are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, say, yes, I am. Then the Word says that in Christ, you are holy and righteous and blameless and beloved and accepted and forgiven and an heir and a joint heir. And we go on and on. The righteous conviction of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to what He says? Romans 5, 17. Those who receive, how do you receive? You believe it and you accept it. By faith, you say, thank you, Lord, I receive it. You accept it. Those who receive the abundance of grace, more than enough God's favor and ability, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. You want to win? Let the Spirit tell you who you are in Christ. Believe it and operate on it. Receive it. Say, thank you, Lord, I'll take that. The Spirit's job is not only to convict us of sin, but of righteousness. Not unrighteousness. That's covered in sin, but of righteousness. Hallelujah. Everybody just stop right now. Say it with me. Thank you, mighty God, that in your eyes, regardless of the way that I think or speak or feel, you have made me holy and righteous and blameless in my, in my Lord Jesus. You say, well, pastor, I'm not acting like it. Well, that's not his fault. He, he 
we need to get revelation of how he sees us. Well, he convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, I'm in trouble now. No, 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 no. Look at verse 10. He's going to convict us of judgment, verse 11, of judgment because you were so dirty and rotten in his sight. Is that what it says? He's going to convict you of judgment because the ruler of this world. This don't have anything to do with you. This has to do with your enemy. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is going to convict you that the ruler of this world, Satan, your arch enemy, has been defeated. That all that he accused you of has been nailed to the cross of Jesus, and God sees you now in Christ Jesus if you've received him as your Lord. The Lord doesn't see you as some miserable daughter. He sees you as the apple of his eye, his daughter whom he loves. You say, well, pastor, I hadn't made the right choices. Your choices don't extinguish his grace. They can resist and say, I don't, I don't. You can resist his grace, but you're never going to extinguish it. It is flowing there for you. Receive it. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. You can't earn righteous standing before God. He gives it to you as a gift, and that's the only way you're ever going to get it. By grace you're saved through faith. Even that's not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you need to get the conviction of the Holy Spirit when you are being thrashed by the evil one. And you need to just say, I want to stand up here right now and declare that the Word of God is true, not my circumstances, not my feelings, not my... I want to declare that the prince of this world, the ruler of this world has been judged at the cross of Jesus. I bet all of you know Matthew 28, 19, and 20 as believers. You learned it as a child. Go ye therefore into all the world, make disciples, baptizing into, you you know that, don't you? But you don't know the verse before it. Before that, before that commission, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and now on earth has been given unto me. That was after the life, the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. He broke Satan's legal stronghold against you. Stand up in it. Stand up in it. Stand in it for your family. Stand in it for your business, your finances, your health. Stand in it for every issue of your life. The ruler of this world, Satan, has been defeated in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit convicts me that the ruler of this world has now lost his power over me. Hallelujah. So are you getting a better idea now of what the Holy Spirit's conviction is all about? Sin because of unbelief. 
Righteousness because of the gift of God for you in Christ Jesus. Judgment because, listen, the devil knows that his power has been broken. He just don't want you to know it. Because once you know it, and once you start operating in it, his assignment against you will not prevail. And who is it that's going to be constantly telling you the truth? The Spirit of truth. Let's all stand together, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty and holy word that sets us free. Is there anybody here today who would say, Pastor, I want a more intimate walk with the Spirit of God. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me any area in my inner man where there's unbelief, thoughts, words, emotions that are, are desires that are rooted in unbelief rather than the faith of a God who loves me and wants the best for me. Forgive me for being a constantly talking about all the problems in this world and not talking about and giving praise to the solution. Forgive me for not believing the truth, for somehow believing that people are the answer instead of you. Forgive me for not really believing what you say about me and not receiving your love for me. Thank you for breaking that off my pastor and I ask you to break it off of me. Oh, Spirit of God, Holy Spirit of God, grant great revelation of the love of God to all who are in deep need of it today. Let your love by your Spirit break the root of rejection break the root of fear, break the root of control and manipulation so that we walk in the freedom of the love of God. Hallelujah. I thank you for the gift of righteousness today, Lord. And I want you to take a step of faith, heads bowed and eyes closed. I want you to say, mighty Lord, Forgive me for not hearing the convicting word of the Spirit of God that you have made me righteous in your eyes. Not by my performance, but by yours. And yours is perfect. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive us for somehow believing that and being a consumed with the activities of the enemy of this world. Help us to recognize and remind him that he's defeated. But not to play along with his schemes. Show us where we've been deceived. 
in that matter. Spirit of truth, do your mighty work in us today. Bring clarity and order in the precious and holy name of our Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. We'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.